Hey there, welcome back to What's Left to Do. I'm your host, Janelle. Let's pick back up with Kat on part two of her story. You were attending NYU for a couple of years. How many, did, did you stay in New York even after school? Uh, 2009. And then I dropped out of the PhD program in when Hurricane Sandy or Superstorm Sandy happened, which was 2012. What was it like um, living in New York during that time being in school? Oh, my gosh. Amazing. Mm. Just I, I'm really glad I lived in New York City in my mid 20s. Mm. I highly recommend it to, uh. to most. I mean, and just being on the bipolar spectrum. New York's a very bipolar city. So I was like, this is my reality. Like everyone here is like on my page, on my vibe. <laughs> You're so wild. Oh, my God. Everyone's like so intense and like super into what they're doing. <laughs> and like trying to make something happen and then like eating amazing food oh and then like God. getting drunk going here like mm-hmm. it's just it's just uh, a, it's just an endless sensory stimulating like fever dream like uh in many ways but there's a lot of like status or whatever with like working in a museum working at an art gallery like wearing black and black glasses and just like <laughs> standing around like yeah talking about art right uh, I, I mean mm. i I hope I'm not offending anyone right now, but I, there's like, there's, there's status sure, to it. Sure. Um, and so because it doesn't pay very well, mm-hmm. but it's kind of high status, mm-hmm. the people who end up going far or doing well in it mm-hmm. often are people who come from money Yeah, 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 yeah. and who have connections. Their parents like collect art. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not talking about collecting like you know I, i'm talking about like van gogh paintings yeah. yeah yeah million dollar whatever yeah. like you know um have art collections mm-hmm. and such so i i became like immersed in that world mm-hmm. that was the world that i i didn't know i had chosen it mm-hmm. but that that's what i became like aware of mm-hmm. and again it was like oh I'm not a good enough person. Like Mm -hmm. these people have better circumstances Mm -hmm. because I think I still believed in a meritocracy at that time. Uh, mm -hmm. Completely not like even realizing, Oh, her great, great grandfather Mm -hmm. like owned slaves and had a plantation in the South and that money kept getting passed down and property that such that his, her parents didn't even have to work. That's right. And she definitely doesn't. That's right. That's right. Wow. But you didn't, you didn't contextualize it that way at the time. You just, you just internalized the negative, the, 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 the decontextualized disparity negatively upon yourself or to yourself. I did. Yeah. I made everything mean that something was wrong with me. Hmm. How long did it take you to unlearn or untangle all of these, like all of these messages that you, again, you internalized decon- in a decontextualized manner. Like how long did that take? Oh my and what God. Was that I mean, I like? think, I think it's still happening, you know, <laughs> like, uh, but I mean, there are definitely like big breakthrough moments. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, 35 has been great. Mm, like, mm-hmm. this is my most DGAF year. Like, don't give a fuck. <laughs> like, 
this is just how I am. I'm like basically fully cooked at this point, right? Like yeah. how much better can I get at this point? Like, so just trying to accept myself as I am instead of like constantly striving to be like a better version of myself mm-hmm. or whatever. Like, I mean, women, a lot of women have, yeah, yeah. and like female identifying people like have this like story running yeah, in their yeah, head, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like, um, but yeah, it's incredibly sad to me that mm-hmm. I saw people with so much privilege who like basically even if they fucked up 76 times in a row in a mm-hmm. royal way mm-hmm. even if they murdered somebody they would be fine you know what I mean right 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 and then I was I too and I was like oh I must not be working hard enough I must not be focused uh, enough. I must not be like mm, studying enough I must not be rising and grinding yeah enough. uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. it's just like actually I'm just not rich right <laughs> that's really what it all comes down to uh, yeah when you left, when you left New York to come back here, weren't you working at a, weren't you working at a museum for a bit? Yeah. Was that the first job you took when you got back? Um, yeah, I interned there for a while mm-hmm. and then they offered me a job. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Um, and what was that job and how did you enjoy it? Uh, it was at the San Jose Museum of Art. So my hometown contemporary art museum and they it was a curatorial assistant position which is like the entry level curator role so i well you know i i got all this training i'm like definitely way too educated on like <laughs> art history right like nobody should spend so much time like studying it <laughs> but but um so i yeah i wanted to be a curator and my vision of being a curator was more like um, I want to find artists who are making really important work mm-hmm. for society, mm-hmm. like in a public sense mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and help the public, mm-hmm. um, understand it, interact with it, mm-hmm. benefit from it somehow. Mm-hmm. I learned very quickly. I mean, I learned this over time working at museums for like 10 years, but, uh, that's not really how it goes. <laughs> there's politics like to everything there's bureaucracy to everything right and museums are no exception Mm -hmm. and the part that I loved which was sitting down like this Mm -hmm. like one one one-on-one with an artist or a designer or a choreographer or whoever we were working with Mm -hmm. for an exhibition and like helping them clarify their creative process Mm -hmm. and like contribute something they feel really great about Mm -hmm. and that the museum felt really great about Mm -hmm. That was my favorite thing. Hmm. I did that 10% of my time. Mm. The other 90% of my time, I was like, I don't care for this very much at all. Right, right. Um, and so I stayed like for two and a half years. Mm. And I finally just had a like, I, I um, well, first I went to Burning Man and then I came back and then, and then I was in a bike accident the day that I got back from Burning Man. Uh, yeah, so I was on a bike, biking back home from yoga, and a car hit me at 35 miles an hour. Ah, uh, ah. Uh, yeah. I didn't know you were in a biking accident. Were you, like, were you, like, crazy hurt? Like- no, that's the thing. I I mean, eyewitnesses said that the car hit me, and I flipped a few times, oh. hit the hood of the car, then hit the ground. Oh. But I was, I, I think because I was so relaxed from yoga, uh. and also from being at Burning Man, maybe, yeah. um... I was like, I didn't tense up. Uh, 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 yeah. So that, that makes it really bad. You get more pain that way. Uh, I was just like, uh, kind of like a sack of potatoes. Wow. So I, I, I kind of like, I hurt my left hip a bit cause mm-hmm. I landed there, but otherwise I was totally fine. Whoa. Yeah. 
did those events kind of get your attention and I'm not saying I'm not saying that you deserve to get hit by a car. That's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is sometimes things happen to get your attention and like or prompt you to shift or change something or blah blah blah. Like is that was that your at the time interpretation of those events? Oh, for sure. Okay. Yeah. You took it. It was a wake like, up call. You were like, oh, yes, that's the word for it. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I it, that accident totally woke me up mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. not only like, I mean, you know, people always say like life is short, life is short. That's actually not true. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are very present to every moment in your life, it can feel like a very luxuriously long, mm-hmm. amazing thing. Mm-hmm. It's that your life can be taken away from you at any time. Right. You have no say. Mm-hmm. And we all walk around like in fear of that. Yeah. So we just act like, okay, let's make plants. Yeah. I'm going to live. I'm going to keep living. Yeah. <laughs> but in reality, I mean, you just don't know. Talk, talk to me about your political evolution or your evolution. The evolution of your, of your ideology, your politic. I don't know how to, uh, however you want to put that. Yeah. How did you, how did you get to that point where we were phone banking in your living room <laughs> and listing your cats as comrades as we were smiling and dialing? My politic has mostly been shaped by rising, like Crystal and Sagar on Rising. Loves that show every morning. It's like, so <laughs> Crystal said, "Please run it down for me." I just man. love both of them actually because yeah, you got to be a little, you got to be careful. With Sagar though. Sagar is, you know, he she's not he's not as like a hundred percent. Like I mean, I'm like just a crystal fan. But she's on the thing is that you I've learned so much Uh from hearing them speak. Uh Also, it took me a really long time to figure out that he is on the right, like or quote unquote. yeah. Yeah. Um, but like the thing is that I I really feel is very true. Um Left, right is not very interesting or useful as a cut for me right now. Okay. Tell it's, me why and tell me what you mean by that. I think people think left, blue, Obama, mm-hmm. Biden, Bill Clinton, <laughs> you know, whatever. I think people think right, red, Trump, mm-hmm. you know, Republicans, like talk radio, whatever. Like um, what, are, what do you think, let's, cause mm-hmm. I want to park here for a second. What do you think are the attributes that people, that people assign the left, right kind of, um, spectrum or binary popularly? Mm-hmm. Not what you think, but what do you think people think when they, outside of the characters, like, what does it mean? Yeah. What does it mean to be liberal and what does it mean to be conservative? Yeah, or, how do you think people yeah. think about that? And also, do you think, sorry, I'm bowling you over right now. No, it's good. Do you think that people conflate liberal and left popular? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. And is that a false conflation or or not in your head? I think it's not as helpful mm-hmm. because uh, like case in point, Obama, uh-huh, uh-huh. right? Mm-hmm. Obama is. He's a liberal. liberal. He is not a leftist. He is not a leftist. That's correct. No. And why? But like, what are the attributes in your mind that that make that are that are uh, that categorize liberal versus left? How do you think about that? I find it very much more helpful to think in terms of establishment versus anti-establishment, mm, okay. which I would fully identify as the latter mm. anti-establishment. Uh, uh, uh. 
so populist. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's like a dirty word on this show or anywhere else, but yeah. Um, I like about the 99% of this country and what, what would be, what would make a categorical material change in people's lives so that they could live better lives. Like the way capitalism, oh my God, I'm going to make an ass of myself trying to talk about capitalism right now, but like the way capitalism works is, it's extractive, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, public companies are beholden to their shareholders mm-hmm. above all else. Mm-hmm. To do what? To to make a profit for... One time? Or no, all the time? every fucking time. Sorry, all the time. <laughs> yeah, all the time. Mm-hmm. So how can that be the North Star uh, metric? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How? Right. Right? It's Not- dehumanizing. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Right. There are, there are, I I think, I think what I hear you saying, and I believe this too, is that the left prioritizes the needs of working people, whether or not that's good for any particular market force. Whereas liberals, they try to clumsily negotiate kind of balancing the needs of some people so long as it is good for markets, so long that market forces are not negatively impacted. That's what I think of in terms of like the difference is like people, people need to go to the doctor and we're going to make sure that they get to the doctor to get the care that they need um, quickly, efficiently, and, you know, at no cost. That is orthogonal to the interests of the healthcare industry. So this yes. market and the market forces that dictate it. Therefore, fuck it. Like fuck this. Like yeah. that. That is not the priority. So so we are deprioritizing. We're deprioritizing that. Whereas liberals, it's like, well, yeah, people should be able to go to the doctor. It's like, okay, but you know, but we have to worry about companies being able to, you know, the companies being able to, you know. In a, you know, they, a lot of the time they they hide behind this idea of innovation. So, you know, we'll... Competition breeds innovation. Right. And so we'll, you know, we'll... The poorest people, you know, we'll help them go to the doctor sometimes. <laughs> um, but everyone else should be able to, you know, if we make it affordable, everyone else should, you know, be able to still get care. And it's just like, then, you know, you, you kind of like stretch that out. And it's like the idea of affordable gets shifted and 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 um, and uh, uh, defiled over time because it's because that's just how that's just their way to sell it um, is under this guise of just kind of like paternal care. But what they really cared about is this market still working and extracting profits, uh, enormous profits, by the way, you know, regularly mm-hmm. and as efficiently as possible and trying to balance that with what I think a lot of liberals do believe in terms of, you know, people should have, quote, access. We need to abolish that word, by the way, um, access to care, but balancing that with the need for these markets to operate, you know, fairly unencumbered um, and efficiently. So it's like, to me, that's what the difference is. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, yeah, that's very clarifying. And it, it helps me get to this next point, mm-hmm. which I feel very deeply right at this moment, which is most people I know mm-hmm. who are on the left mm-hmm no true suffering or have seen it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And 
Can I clarify that? Yeah. I think you're right. But for people that I've met that I, that, you know, self-ID is left. And I believe that our leftists, even if they haven't experienced suffering personally, I think they have an understanding of what it means to suffer. Yeah. And that it is, that is a political choice and it's unnecessary. Yeah. And it's, it's unacceptable in, on a not to be moralistic, but on a moral level, like we should not be allowing people to suffer. That's right. Like is generally what I feel like. Yeah. I mean, there, you know, there'll always be some, a level of personal suffering that I think human beings encounter, but a lot of what avoidable suffering, as Adam says, right. There's Um, a lot of avoidable suffering that is a result of like material deprivation that we can absolutely address and absolutely should. And I think that is the driving impetus between behind um, a lot of people's like arrival at this politics. I mean, I I wonder about the neuroscience of wealth because Mm. I think, it seems to me there's this very weird, interesting thing that happens when you when you are wealthy or have always been wealthy or are becoming wealthy. Kind of like a, I worked hard to get here, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I worked really hard to get here. <laughs> I want a PPO where I have choice mm-hmm. and I don't want to have to wait. Yeah. Da, 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 right? Very Karen attitude <laughs> that's embodied in a lot of people's view on healthcare. Huh? Yeah. Uh-huh. And... It's hard because America's a, started off as a very individualist place mm-hmm. and still is. Mm-hmm. Um, I am trying to make it as collectivist as possible, but it's hard for people because it's like every man for himself, yeah. quote unquote, yeah. Just pull yourself up, up by your bootstraps, mm-hmm. like meritocracy, these, these mythologies, mm-hmm. um, that okay, maybe they made some sense pre neoliberalism, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but neoliberalism has gone on for what forty, almost fifty years. Yeah, yeah. just relentless extraction yeah. from the bottom That's to give is. to the top. Yep, that shit doesn't apply anymore. We can't. None of that makes sense in our world. At what point would you say were you able to develop the the capacity? to for the language you have now to like discuss the things that we're talking about how like when did that happen how did that happen yeah i think i am endlessly grateful that my parents we were poor yeah yeah um we were actually on the poverty line mm. and my dad worked to get us like three economic like middle class mm-hmm. two middle class yeah. right whatever the levels are um in terms of he he, he was able to buy a house mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um so I, it was a dizzying amount, just like South Korea's like ascent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, like he, he just brought us through like three socioeconomic levels in like 20 years. Mm. So I know what it's like to not have stuff. Mm-hmm. I know what it's like to worry about how I'm spending even like five minutes of my time. Mm-hmm. Um, that like immigrant anxiety is like in my body mm-hmm. because my parents have it mm-hmm. and they raised us mm-hmm. with it. Mm-hmm. I also, um, between like coaching and, and my curatorial career, I actually was an after school teacher in the Tenderloin for two years. Mm, that's I right. taught that's out, like after school um, there. Mm-hmm. And I had students who were homeless mm-hmm. and lived in vans with their families yeah. and like didn't get a shower. So they would come to school like, you know, smelling and kids are so like yeah. mean, yeah. right? Yeah. About that. And they ate all their meals at school because there wasn't a lot of food at home. Mm. 
um, like behavioral problems. It's like, can we stop calling that? But they're traumatized and living in poverty That's because right. this country can't get its shit together. Right. Like, let's just say it. Yeah, let's be honest. That's yeah, what's happening here? And that woke me up so much mm. to the inequity and how gross it is. Mm-hmm. That, that and the same city where, you know, people, you know, just 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 have billionaires yeah. making it rain. Just a disgusting amount Holiday of money. parties yeah. that are like 70, seven hundred fifty thousand dollars to like that's a cheap holiday. Party. Yeah, yeah. Like it's um it's just wrong. Yeah. yeah. And and that was laid bare for you during this time. Oh, for sure. Mm. Like, are there was there any particular kind of experience during during your time volunteering there that like sticks with you and maybe haunts you? I mean, I was, it was, it was stressful to, to, it was a stressful job. Mm. You know, you have to like keep the kids like engaged and you had to like get them from break to studying to whatever. But so I didn't have that, but now in retrospect, um, yeah, the, the kids I remember the most are the ones who, we're the most down and out, uh, like, mm. yeah, homeless, mm. living in a van. Um, and my heart just like, and it's so fucked up because like you feel so helpless, yeah. like you want to help. Yeah. And I have some money in my bank account. Right. Is it on me to like try and like do this right now? Like, you know, it puts it puts reg- good regular people in this like really painful place and um like I'll be the first to admit it like feeling that much pain and empathy for the human existence and suffering in the human existence like I just um I just max out on it and I'm not much good like I can't I'm not like my husband. He He's like, okay, we got to do this. We got to do this. We got to get these kids food, like, you know, like, or whatever. Like his brain still works. My brain totally shuts down. Yeah. And that's what happens with a lot of us yeah, that's because right. we just don't know what to do. Right. Well, did you, <laughs> you know, I have to ask you this question and I forgot to ask. Oh, oh scary, yeah. scary. Did you, did you, were you ever like, before you became, before you came into this understanding of a leftist politic, um, a uni- you know, a universal material like leftist politic, did you were you ever like a, an insufferable like liberal like when you were in New York in the art world? Or, sure. Like, what, are some, what are give me a, give me a <laughs> give me an embarrassing story because Liz will hate me if I don't ask you. Uh, what uh, what's so embarrassing? No, it's okay. We're um, <laughs> well. I mean, there's this quote I love, which is your mind is like a temple. Do not leave the door like clumsily ajar. Mm-hmm. Right. So what you take in matters because yes. it shapes you. Absolutely. And yeah, I was just taking in like hardcore neoliberal, like like propaganda, nonsense, whatever, you know. And I think my most embarrassing thing I don't have like one particular story necessarily but I think it was like oh I I think I just like tried to be part of that mm. I mean in, the art world is very like shishi and like full of people with money and cl- not only money but taste which is a dangerous thing um and so I I I can still like 
talk about art and talk about like high-minded, highbrow, like highbrow, like ivory tower, like, you know, you know, like high academia, like this kind of stuff. I can like put it on if I have to, but yeah, it was just so inauthentic to my history, my, my parenting, my, my childhood. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was, I, I really thought for a long time that that was how I was going to find happiness Mm. was like fitting in Mm -hmm. with Mm -hmm. people who have a lot of money and have power Mm -hmm. and like being thought of as being liked by them. Uh, But how did, give me an example of how that showed up and what you did. Can you think of one? Mm, Probably. Like, oh, you mean like some outrageous behavior that I displayed to that, to that end? Or thoughts you had or, you know. Um, Well, I think I erased myself. Mm. I I was like, I made myself as white Mm. and like upper class, upper middle class conversant as humanly possible. Uh-huh. Give me an example. Um, yeah, just like, you know, we'd, we'd go to like, like we wouldn't even just go to museum exhibitions, you know, in, in grad school, like we would go to lectures, like watching and watching people lecture about art, <laughs> uh, which is, you know, it's great. It's very edifying, but also it's like, like you got to be of a certain like comfort to like do shit like that. Right. Um, and I would go and play the game of like, you know, having some high minded ass conversation mm-hmm. about this work and how it like, how it, um, cuts through class and like how class was being perceived mm-hmm. at in like 20th century Paris. And t- I was like, you know, spewing like, you were like, a, you yeah, were an art ho. you were like, a- yeah, I was like, Oh, Marx would say this about it. And like, blah, blah, blah. And meanwhile, like girl, like your parents, like still worry about money are in debt. Like, like, Putting on airs, yeah, like, yeah. you know, as if mm-hmm. I was born into money or something. Uh, you had to, you decided to play the part for a while. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you kind of have to, to like, you got to talk the talk. What annoyed you the most or got under your skin the most in terms of like a liberal misunderstanding or a liberal kind of the hegemonic liberal uh, coverage of Trump's term as a leftist, like what about what pick one thing that like annoyed you the most or just pissed you off or like had you screaming at the, I don't know, TV, like you don't get it or you got this all wrong or oh shit like that or blah, blah, blah. Well, just in very, in general, I rage against the liberal media machine for the choices they make. Yes. Right. Yes. Yes. You like, to. why are you giving this man more power ever more power every day that's what he's playing you yeah. he's playing you like a fiddle yeah, that- like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he knows he is not like an intellectual man but he dumb. he like in his being somewhere like in his dark belly he like <laughs> understands the human like monkey mind yeah. monkey brain yeah. right yeah. and he just 
yes. hooks, yes. hooks, hooks. Yes. And you fall for it every fucking every time. time. Because why? Greed. Because you do not serve the American people. Right. You serve your fucking stakeholders of your whatever media company. Yeah, you serve advertisers. Um, so, yeah, just, just that generally speaking. Mm-hmm. And... Whenever I read stories in the New York Times about like, oh, like, well, you don't even really read this, but you just like hear about, oh, such and such Ford factory jobs got shipped to China. I didn't really have an opinion about it. I was just like, I guess those people are out of jobs. Mm -hmm. But uh, I guess I I just didn't know what to Uh think of that. Uh Um, And... Yeah, we just keep shipping jobs. We just keep shipping jobs. And these people, what are they doing? Yeah. what are Right? They, yeah. Are these jobs getting replaced? Yeah. If so, with what kind of jobs? How is no. their standard of living? Absolutely. Changing? Yeah. They had like union jobs uh-huh. and yeah. now they don't. Yeah. That's right. And now America doesn't know how to make anything. Not a fucking masks to get no masks. A pandemic. We do not have the capacity to make shit. We have old ladies in Wisconsin sewing masks yeah. and like sending them to people. Like this is public health. It's policy. very cute, but we should be able to make some fucking masks. Yes, that's right. And like make a vaccine. Yeah. Uh, maybe. What was the understanding you were able to arrive at about why he won? Even in this bubble. My first impulse was to make my feed purple. So I started... I started subscribing to like Fox news and mm. like, that was my first instinct. Mm. I was like, I need to understand this. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't understand. Mm. And, and then like, you know, the liberals got really obsessed with like, well, Hillary did this wrong and Hillary did that wrong. And I like got all into that. Mm-hmm. He, I, I didn't even know how to like think about him, huh. but now, you know, mm-hmm. having developed a little bit more of a politic, I'm like, we were not paying attention Mm. to so many Americans Uh, and the reality of their lives. That's it. And actually the things that he was saying and promising, Uh why wouldn't you vote for that? If your job got shipped to China. Hello. Right. Simple. If he had actually stuck to his guns as like an outsider in Washington and like delivered on that stuff, I wouldn't have a huge problem with Trump. Is that where your, is that where your kind of understanding or analysis of Trump being elected ended or did it continue to evolve or incorporate other ideas? Oh, it continues. Mm-hmm. It continues mostly because, I mean, my dad voted for Trump mm-hmm. in 2016 mm-hmm. and my dad, um, you know, it's, it's very common. Even if you like jump socioeconomic classes, yeah. you still identify with like where your roots yeah, yeah, yeah. and my dad identifies with being working. I mean, he paints out, he painted houses for a long time. Mm-hmm. He owned a body shop. You know, these are all like blue collar jobs that my dad had and still has. He's painted, he paints houses now mm-hmm. and talking to him about what, and my mom about what, some of like, their leanings towards mm. Trump has really illuminated a lot for me. Mm, what were the, what are, what were driving their leanings? So my dad is, my dad's like very, this might be what the Russians kind of feel with Putin, but like my parents seem to think like he can stand up against China. Uh, like he could go to a meeting with. I think he's tough. Yeah. Uh-huh. And stand, it will stand his yeah. ground. Defend he's got business American. savvy and like he can go and he's not going to just like let China like you know, push him around. Yeah, exactly. And my parents are very concerned with China's like rise because 
they gave up everything to come to the United States, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which was supposed to be the best, most powerful country in the world. Mm-hmm. And now that is in question. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so my parents are like Team USA, yeah, you know, yeah. they gave up so much. My mom was like, my mom could have had a very happy, chill life mm-hmm. in South Korea, probably. Like she knew the language. She knew the language really well. She had friends like she came here, uprooted herself and just like suffered yeah. for like decades. People want to know that that was not for nothing. I see. Right. That makes sense. Okay. And so it's like, oh, he he seems like he could like stand up for us and like mm-hmm. we would be strong and, and defend. Stuff. Yeah. The reasons that I came here. Right. Or the, the country I understood this to be and why I came here. Yeah. Uh-huh. I see. I see. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, and that I'm just speaking for them, like, Mm -hmm. uh, from based on like conversations I've had with them that that was, I was like, Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I I have a lot of privilege because I think about how racist, how sexist he is. My parents are like, but the economy's good. Mm, And it was, and it was, he was handed it by Obama and stuff, but like, yeah, it was good. Like if you just look at the numbers and diabolically he you know the stimulus checks yeah. right yeah he signed them that's right not the irs head of the irs he made sure he signed them right. my mom got said like oh, yeah. yeah don't spend don't spend it all on president place. donald trump right. helped my mom make more money than she's ever made that's and that's honest mm-hmm. that's an honest to god truth how do you think about the work we need to do moving forward as leftists as you know progressives as people who want to live in a better world how do you think about the work that needs to be done in order to produce a better future how do you what are some of your thoughts on that i'm not i know that that's a big question because it's like so the fuck much needs to be done yeah um but like how do you how do you think about it where are you in your analysis regarding that that question and where do you plug in? Where do you think about plugging in? Where what emails are you going to send me to join, me <laughs> so I can join you in? The, in the um, well, yes, action is very good, and I think it starts with some reflection. Hmm. Joe Biden was elected president, which is an absurd thing to even have to say out loud in yeah. the year twenty twenty year of our Lord. But mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, this is not. Let us all learn from how we behaved when Obama was elected mm-hmm. and not repeat that. Hashtag never again. Yeah, never again. I think actually it's great that Biden is not so captivating uh-huh. and such an orator and such like a leader mm-hmm. because people are like, OK, so we we did a step, but we still got to like, yeah. you know, yeah. and I really I really hope that stands. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, I'm kind of, I'm only half joking here, but I think everyone should do some, <laughs> do some psychedelics and like percent do shrooms with you, do shrooms, do MDMA, do. trip some acid, like <laughs> plug your brain tendrils uh-huh. into the fact that we are all connected. Yeah. You are not unto yourself. You are a part of a lineage of not only your ancestors, but like animals and plants and water and Uh, help us. Uh Um, so, you know, 
yeah, maybe get into psychedelics in 2021. Um, and then from there, like, cause it needs to start in the heart. Mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm. we, our hearts are very old that we have had to callous over our hearts just to live, mm-hmm, like just mm-hmm. to be, we walk down the street homeless. I mean, San Francisco, right? Like so much suffering just out and yeah. out in yeah, your face. Your sidewalk, yeah. Um, and always, and because of COVID, we don't really walk around on the street anymore either. Um, so the, like becoming, like allowing ourselves to feel mm. it, mm. I think is an essential step. Mm. Um, the work to do is I think inner work mm. and, and also like Pareto's principle is what are 20% of the things that I can do that make 80% of the difference. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. So instead of like policing your own and other people's like individual individual choices, mm-hmm. how can we come together as a collective and yeah, become a forcing function uh, on systems mm-hmm. and leaders and people with power who are not wielding it effectively. I, I mean, to say the least, yeah. if not being flat out corrupt, mm. um, we are the only ones who can, make America great again, quote unquote. We are the ones that will, Mm. will do that by connecting to each other. Like if there's an elderly person in your neighborhood and it's a really hot day, like check in, like see if they're okay. Right. Like what they need. Do they, yeah. Do they have what they need? Like it's, it just starts with small stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, and you can do whatever it is that you, that's in your wheelhouse, like Mm -hmm. what you like to do. Mm -hmm. Right. Like this podcast, for example, like obviously you're like gifted with the word, like, Mm -hmm. yes, do it, amplify it. Mm -hmm. Like I, there's just so many gifts that we all have and we can all, um, I think use them Mm -hmm. to, to just make sure like, And I think what I'm leading up to is I would love to see a radical re-envisioning of your vote, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. as not a vote for what you want Mm -hmm. and what's important to you personally, Mm -hmm. but have let it be a vote for the poorest person in Uh, your city. mm, Like, mm. what do they need? Cause you're kind of fine, right? <laughs> like if you're listening to this podcast on your iPhone 10 or whatever, you're fucking doing fine. You're probably yeah. Yeah. And so like make your vote count, like your vote, your vote. I want to th- like, it needs to be rebranded or something to like our vote. Mm-hmm. Like w- how can we vote? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I know that that's probably not a very popular thing to say. Like, I actually also, I mean, I'm not of one mind about that. I also believe like it's your vote, right? It's, it's totally yours and, and politics is pheromonal. Yeah. Like you like whoever you like and you don't like yeah. whoever you don't like, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are people out there who are trying to make a difference for the people who are suffering the most among mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. And that says something about someone's character yeah. rather than like trying to make rich people more rich. Yeah. Like that's a very uncreative, uninteresting project platform. Yeah. Project. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Mm. What are the good parts, parts of it that work are, I mean, 
it's kind of like in a resigned way, like it is the system that we're in. Right. Sure. I don't want to, there are many moments where I wanted to just be like, fuck capitalism. And I do, I, I really feel that way, yeah, but do you have a blanket, but also I'm an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. And so I, I benefit from capitalism. That's how I make my money. Um, but is it, but here, kind of. I mean, this is, this isn't unnecessarily kind of like wonky clarification. <laughs> it's not, I, I, I think you, you, you are able to benefit from having, having being able to um have more favorable terms under which you sell your labor like for your own you know for your own you know business your mm-hmm. entrepreneurial enterprise but that in and of itself i don't think is indicative of like a part of capitalism working for you like you are you benefit from preferential or favorable terms um favorable conditions under which you exert and sell your labor but that doesn't I don't know that that's I don't know that that's the same as saying that like capitalism is working for you. Do you understand what I'm saying? I think it's a yeah. component. It's not working for me either in a big sense, sure, sure, right? Sure, sure. But like, I mean, if we just take supply and demand, like I supply something that there's a demand for, basically. Sure, sure. Um, and I try to think about the reality of that mm-hmm. and how I can basically subvert it to help people who for whom like they cannot supply yeah. because they don't have a supply yeah. uh, or, or, or an education. Then have any purchase in the market. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or very much purchase. And that should not mean that you are a subs, like a, a second class or third class citizen. Right. Just right, because right. like Google doesn't love you or like yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah. like whatever, you know, um, however people make money. I don't know how people make money these days. I don't know how I make money sometimes, but um, yeah, I guess like the reason I said that is more to, has more to do with, I'm no longer interested in just being like, fuck capitalism and just kind of being, you know, like leaning back. Mm -hmm. Like I'm, I'm kind of curious about how can we make capitalism like find its weakness Mm -hmm. (laughs) and like make it eat itself (laughs) like, or something, you know, Mm -hmm. like, and I have no answers about that. And it connects really well with what I was saying in terms of like this, the thing to do next is, is actually a heart centered exercise. Mm. And when you go out there and work shoulder to shoulder or social distance <laughs> with with other people who are who are who want to put in energy and effort towards a future a vision of the future that you share. Mm-hmm. It changes you. Right. It changes you incredibly. That's right. Um, you know, which is why, like, you know, for people who are feeling like really overwhelmed and burnt out on the news, for sure. Yeah. You know, like the doom scrolling we've all been doing this year, it's like insane. That's right. Um, and, um, a lot of that stuff is like, I mean, politics for some, for, for a lot of us is, is a way to like, kind of, uh, cut our teeth on intellect and stuff, you know, it's like, yeah, cool. Like, it's like really fun to kind of, um, to do that yeah. and demonstrate your intellect through yeah. how you consume politics. Cause it's a really interesting inte- intellectual arena. Right. And... I don't know how much I'm transformed by 
those conversations mm-hmm. versus like phone banking for even 20 minutes yeah, that's right. and talking to someone in Kentucky, like mm-hmm. a, like a volunteer for Charles Booker's campaign mm-hmm. who was running against Mitch McConnell. Yeah. And Kentuckians are amazing. They're so nice. And like right. all, even the ones who did not want to talk to me were so polite. Yeah, that's right. And um, th- like that, that just makes me feel like, you know, I am more American because I speak to other Americans mm-hmm. that are not like me. They don't talk like me. They don't sound like me. Mm-hmm. And they we may don't disagree. Yeah. They disagree with me. Um, and it, and that's where I feel like that has so much capacity for mm-hmm. change. Mm-hmm. Is getting to know people that may or may not heart be to like hearts. You. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just connecting as human beings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, the circumstances of their material lives differ from yours. Yeah. That's why they disagree with you politically. That's right. That's right. They are. The reality is shaped differently. It's mm-hmm. governed by the material forces uh, that that are acting upon them. Yeah. Which, and we learned this campaigning for Bernie because right. initially, you know, we've all been on a call with somebody who initially was like anti-Bernie. Yeah. And then we talked to them and they're like, oh yeah, like that matters to me too. My, my aunt has a chronic illness and she spends $8,000 a month on like healthcare bills. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, we are like, this is the 99% of us. Right. And, uh, like remembering that is not, as effective as maybe just like stepping out a little bit mm-hmm. and actually, actually experience like direct ex- somatic f- body experience of mm-hmm. like doing that. Mm-hmm. Cause yeah, we, we, we went in, made physical calls. Right. We went and like walked and not? knocked on actual doors talk and talked to people like that is so transformative. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really hard for me to even describe how exactly, mm-hmm. but Same. Um, yeah, I know what you mean that that leaves like a big kernel of hope in me because we looked people in the eye and we heard their stories. And now we have to figure out a way to do that. I think what's so difficult right now for me when I like think about like, okay, what the fuck do I do now? Like, (laughs) you know, there's no turning back. You know, I'm just fucking... The campaign turned me out like, let's be a freak for liberation. <laughs> but I think that there are so many things that are emerging and coming, trying to come to life and like break through um, that is like, OK, where do I where do I plug in mm-hmm. And I think for right now? Because I'm everybody's bitch out here, like, uh, you know, like, like the Adam <laughs> thing, like it's like to me, even though that feels like insignificant and not like it's going to matter it's like okay well just 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 do it you you were asked to throw your name in the hat so do that and and see how you can affect things in that arena but yeah you know additionally it's like okay is that enough and to me it doesn't feel like enough so it's like okay how do i how like how and where do i plug in and i think that there are things that are emerging like um maybe a uh, what is it a people's party like maybe this maybe there's a new party forming that you know i kind of help out and organize with maybe there are um like with the upcoming I don't know efforts that I'm sure will be emerging soon because I just know that they're going to try and nationalize this prop 22 bullshit like how can I you know how can I help out um in terms of like 
you know, being a part of lending some capacity to organizing against things like that or blah, blah, blah. But it's like, it just, it just seems so much easier under the auspices of a campaign because it's just, it's centralized, it's organized, it's la la, la, but, and so I try not to drive myself crazy trying to like plug in, but I am, you know, I am plugged in certainly to a lot of the lefty orgs out here. Mm -hmm. And, And maybe that's, and maybe I need to like, calm my tits and not (laughs) be in such a frenzy of just like trying to do everything and be everything all the time. Yeah. I mean, that's another way. um, Yeah. That's another like function of capitalism, right? It's Mm -hmm. like be the best optimize the shit out of something. And actually what, what happens is like, Oh, it's okay. Like just do like, do like the 50% optimal thing, but do it. And then you have information and you're like, oh, do I want to keep doing this or should maybe explore something else? Mm-hmm. And there are so many orgs out there and that can get overwhelming too. Right. Um, so I think it's like really important to do this in community yeah, absolutely. because we can support each other with like different organizations we know about and lending capacities. Yeah. And, and help you see like, yeah. you know, talents that maybe you don't see because, um, you know, we're all kind of like fish swimming in water. Mm-hmm. Fish don't know they're swimming in water. Right. right. Unless they jump out and, yeah. and fall back in. They're like, whoa, this, is, <laughs> this, this was where I was swimming the whole time, you know? Uh, so yeah, I think like, let's not be individual about this. Let's be truly a collective about it in the sense that, like, let's have conversations with each other about how we can do this. Like, my initial thought, like, first thought, it might not be the best thought, is I love writing letters. And I feel like this urge to write to Kamala. Mm. Um, I'm like, is there something underneath? I totally get it. Like, you had to make all those choices or you thought you had to make all those choices to like play the game or whatever. Mm -hmm. But now that you have this seat of power, like, can we help wake up like the little Kamala who might have been more like about justice Mm -hmm. for, or can we force her hand if she's like, yeah. And I mean, there are, we just have to get organized and and do it, but there is absolutely, there are absolutely ways to do that. Yeah. Mm. Um, so yeah, just yeah, just thinking about like what do you enjoy? Dark as fuck in this bitch. I'm gonna get up for a second and turn the lights on. It is. We're like oh we're closing out. We're closing out the day. Yeah. Ooh, nice. No, not at all. I'm really excited to see what gets what what like stays in and what gets cut out. Oh, my producer is about to have that. The time. <laughs> <clears throat> Sorry, go ahead. Continue. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, 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 like you know, I'm a coach. Small, sweet steps. Yeah. Small. Yeah. Small. We're not gonna, you know, we're not gonna like. So, where are the places you're plugging in, and, and what are you, or what are you thinking about plugging into, and why, and and just just to give people an idea of some concrete things that you do or or think or are thinking about doing mm-hmm. in addition to just fucking surviving a pandemic. Yeah. Um, well, I you know I don't have children, so I feel like I have a lot more time than than people who do have children, and um, so I'm for lots of reasons that I've revealed, you know, today, I'm really passionate about good mental health services for the public, like in terms of public health. And 
um, I heard a story, one of my friends, friends, um, long story short, they were eating outdoors in San Francisco one day and my friend had her baby and, um, a mentally ill homeless woman came over and like tried to touch her baby and, or like made moves to like take her out of the carriage or whatever. And all of them freaked out. And one of them called the cops on her. Mm -hmm. She was a mentally ill homeless black woman. Mm -hmm. And I was like, aside from being like a very Karen-y like thing to do. um, I was like, this is the problem. Like we only know one number to call. Yeah. The people who are on the other side of that line are not trained in mental health stuff generally. There are better numbers to call. And so I looked it up and um, San Francisco has, like many cities, has a behavioral health commission or like a mental health board. Mm -hmm. And there are 17 total seats. Seven of them are just empty because people are just not... Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't blame people. I'm barely interested. I'm like, oh, how much fucking bureaucracy am I going to have to swim through to like do a good thing? Mm -hmm. But I think at this point, it's more important to me to actually be a citizen of this city Mm -hmm. and see what is going on. Mm -hmm. Because all I I do is walk down the street and see homeless people and feel horrible. Yeah, that's right. That I can't do more. So um, I'm going to join this board. I'm going to... I'm going to go to a meeting and see how dysfunctional it might be. <laughs> and if it's just like marginally dysfunctional, I'll try to join it. Nice. Um, I didn't even know that was a thing. So think, I mean, thank there's you. like lots of commissions yeah. in San Francisco, like environmental, also like labor, you know, um, targeted like issues that like they are especially trained or uh, germane to certain issues. So it's like not everything goes in the catch-all of like 911. Oh, yeah, yeah. And and also, so this is, you get a seat as a commissioner or whatever seat. as a, It sounds like way more fancy than it is. It's just like a, it's a citizen's commission. And um, you, you meet with like different organizations in the city. Like there are different seats for consumers of, pup, of mental health. There's different seats for family members and also mental health practitioners. Mm-hmm. So anyway, all this to say that they like probably in your city mm-hmm. there are empty seats mm-hmm. because millennials we generally are like not interested in like we're also poor and boring bureaucratic. Yeah, we're like always working, <laughs> we're always poor. So but I really think our energy is like necessary on these on these boards because it's a lot of retired people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um it's like time yeah. are, are might different. Be a little, yeah, yeah. different. They might yeah. be a little dated. I mean, I'm not, not to, I don't do the generational shit talking thing, but, <laughs> but we do, you're right. We do need to be, I think it would help us um, and help society at large if we become more mm-hmm. um, active and integrated and not just leave things for either retirees or fucking, mm-hmm. you know, pussy ass moderates. Yes. <laughs> so like, or people who are just holding these seats to like gain political power and like uh, move and run for something like city council later. Care about the issue. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's and as Adam, like rightly, like, I mean, I cite him a lot here cause he's a big influence. Will be on this podcast. Yes, he will. You'll love it. Hold on to your butts. <laughs> 
but um you know who has power people who are willing to do boring stuff and attend boring meetings that's absolutely right that's where it happens yeah. Yeah. all kinds of shit gets decided because we're just too bored to go yeah. we're like no we're not gonna go right i'd rather be on instagram that's right for sure i would rather be sexting right yeah now. <laughs> it's way more interesting <laughs> but yeah so that's one thing um I got to give a shout out to Sunrise Movement. Like Sunrise Movement is one of the best organized climate justice movements. It's also a political movement because they do people power and political power. So part of what they do is like put pressure. They they like bird bird dog um, politicians, like put them on the spot yeah. and try to make the video go viral. And it's worked really well. Right on. Um, and... In terms of, yeah, like, I mean, even on a small level, I do want to write a letter to Kamala mm -hmm. and just see how that goes. And maybe if I could organize other people mm -hmm. to write to her as well. Um, I don't know who reads mail these days, you know, it's like, are these emails? Is this snail mail? I don't know. But it does feel like the most empowering to be like, dear Kamala, I am talking to you about this. <laughs> I am talking and you are not talking. So I can say this to you, you know, uh, and, and I, I like what's left to do so much. And so literally like anything, any, I think any issue in your community mm -hmm. that has an emotional charge for you, mm -hmm. like maybe follow that, you know, like pull yourself along that rope and see where you end up. Um, because we like civil participation, civic participation in our, in our society is at an all time low. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how yeah. stuff like this happens with mm -hmm. Trump getting elected. Trump is a symptom, not Nah. Rot problem, nah. core rot problem, as as they say on Rising very often. So, mm. right on. Thank you for thank you for that because I I don't know why, but I just never even considered like, oh yeah, there's probably especially in a city with such a uh, high population of homeless people, many of whom have mental illness. Like there probably is like a you know a body to help with that or address that. Mm -hmm. and, uh, so it's like. There's a there's a 24 hour, I think, like not well funded enough clinic mm -hmm. where like ostensibly if you saw a homeless person and they asked you for money and they were really down and out, you could put them in a lift, send them there mm -hmm. so that they could have like a warm bed to sleep on uh -huh. and like detox from whatever drugs they're on, you know, um, like that exists. Yeah. And nobody talks about that. Uh -huh. Right. Because we just we just get so frozen and overwhelmed by the the plight that we don't know what to do, right. but there are numbers, there are organizations, there's public health Resources, money. Yeah. Also Still underfunded, but uh -huh. um, a little bird told me that the city of San Francisco has defunded the police by the tune of about $150 million. A raise. Um, I don't know. Is it conflicting? Oh, they did. I saw that, but also like I mean, the general, the general. Money. Yeah. And, uh, and that money is supposed to get allocated to, the community. So like um, hmm. basically how can we get people arrested less <laughs> like, or whatever, like um, helping them give them actual services. Hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Comrade cat. Uh, she knows everything. That's why she's on here. I really don't. I know less than nothing, but <laughs> I, I'm just willing to fake it. <laughs> Are there any, um, are there any parting words that you would like to share with our community of listeners or 
you know, people who are listening to this probably enjoy the podcast because who wouldn't enjoy this podcast? <laughs> I'm like totally obsessed. And, um, you know, we, we value knowledge, but I think I, what I want to say is, you know, enough, you know, more than enough uh-huh. to, to do, to take an action. Mm-hmm. Um, and during this holiday season, when a lot of us are sheltering in place, um, you can still do something. Right. And I think everyone, I think a lot of people want to, and there are very creative ways to, to figure out what that might be um, and to go on a journey with that. So I encourage that. Um, Also, it's a great time to give. Um, if you don't have a lot of time, which a lot of us don't because hashtag neoliberalism, (laughs) um, my, husband Adam and I started, a, it's, it's a way easier, way better, we think, way to give to charity, which is called the Foundation for Indexed Giving. It's like index funds, but for charities. Um, we've done a lot of research, many, many hours of research, so you don't have to, um, into uh, the climate crisis, women mothers, uh, women, mothers and girls, and also Black Lives Matter. Um, so we're at givewithfig.org, W sorry, www.givewithfig.org. Talking to Kat was really helpful for my understanding of how or why some first-generation immigrants supported Trump, which makes a ton more she mentioned starting with her husband. You can check it out at givewithfig.org. I'll put that in the show notes. Okay, see you next week.